Hello, my CNC brother or CNC sister. I'm Garrett Frommy with IDC Woodcraft, and I'd like to welcome you to the IDC Woodcraft CNC podcast, where in this series, next 10 episodes of this podcast, you are going to learn what it takes to create a successful CNC business. What this series is, is a mentoring session between myself and one of our CNC sisters named Kate Tucker. Kate has been working diligently to try to start a CNC business without success. This is something that many people who start CNC businesses run into because they don't understand the principles behind successful business. They just dive in and don't really take the time to understand what it takes to build a business. And that's what this mentoring series is about. Kate approached me some time ago and asked me to guide her on this because me at IDC Woodcraft, I've built a very successful business after being mentored myself. And I still am, by the way. But this is about Kate and her growing her business. She realized she was completely lost and having no success, beating her head against the wall, wanting to quit. Something most CNC creators starting a business run into. This series is not just meant to help her, but to help you as well. Kate was very honorable in saying, yes, let's do this publicly so other creators can learn too. So hopefully you'll benefit out of this if you take what this whole next 10 episodes of podcasts really embrace. This is not just about starting a CNC business by pushing a couple buttons, getting a couple ideas. Business is about changing the mindset. The way you see the world works. As you're going to learn, Kate operated under what we'll just say an employee mentality. Employee mentality is not a bad thing. It's just not good when it comes to building a successful business. In the employee world, we think that we can get out there, get the job done, we'll get the paycheck. It doesn't work that way in business. Business is based on persistence, patience, determination, drive, and a focus into a niche. But we have to start at the top to help her and you see how you see the world so that we can change that to how to see the world from a business perspective. So who am I to even be mentoring somebody and putting this podcast out and how to build a successful business? It's because... At one time, I had no clue how to build a business, and I beat my head against the wall, too, and didn't understand why other people got there, and I couldn't. Deep inside, I felt like a failure, not good enough. I didn't know stuff. Then I went under the mentorship of my mentor, and it took a little while because, basically, he had to knock me off my pedestal of how I saw the world. He taught me how to see the world from the business mindset. And so now I am passing that forward to Kate and also to you. So have a listen. Take these next 10 episodes seriously if you really want to make money with the CNC machine and have a good solid CNC business, but also where you have a fulfilling business where you're not struggling all the time and you love what you're doing. At the end of the day, that's what life is all about, enjoying the process and getting somewhere. So, like I said, take this to heart and listen in intently. 
not just at the surface level, what things are being said underneath the surface. That's the important thing. Because once you start to hear that, that means that you're getting there too. I promise if you stick with these episodes and you listen to them and take them to heart, you will start to see exactly why and what it takes to start a business. All right, let's dive right in and start talking to Kate, introduce you to her, and listen to how Kate talks and you will understand and see the confusion in her head and the frustration in her voice. And if you pay enough attention, you'll actually see why her business has not or had not been taken off. So let's get going. Hello, my CNC brother or sisters. And what we're going to be doing is a live stream with a CNC sister who has been working on starting her CNC business and has gone through many of the throws that uh, many people have gone through when they try to start a business. I figure I've been talking to her a little while. Her name is Kate and uh, we've been, we've been talking for a good several months now. So I was thinking, and she was thinking uh, that I was helping her out quite a bit and that maybe I can, uh, we can go live and she can talk about some of the challenges and I can give her some guidance. And at the same time, you can bring up some questions about what you're struggling with and CNC business, what you think you should be doing, whatever questions you might have. And I can answer them and she can also give you her perspective as well. I'm going to kind of dive right into this where we're going to talk really about business and, and, the, and the real world challenges that people struggle with. And I'm hoping that Kate is uh, some of the things that she's challenged with will be uh, will resonate with you and things that you're struggling with. And then we can start a dialogue. And I hope that you will ask some questions as we move along. Um, whatever, whatever may be that relates to CNC business, but getting into this entrepreneur space of building your own business. So uh, I'm going to bring Kate on. So Kate is a CNC sister. And um, so basically, we're going to talk about CNC business, starting a CNC business and and the challenges that that go along with it and how to overcome them. And the other thing is to, to <clears throat> also help you know that what Kate's going through stuff that everybody goes through. And sometimes we don't realize it when we're going through it by ourselves that it is a normal part of starting business and going through business and the challenges of it. So first of all, um, Kate, can you see the comments coming up? Just to I make can. sure. I okay, can. good. So okay. Yeah. So Tim, Tim said hello. Okay, so we have Kate. So Kate, why don't you introduce yourself as one of our CNC sisters? Oh, by the way, before you start. One of the cool things I love in CNC is when I see a lady get involved in the CNC world. Uh, it, it's inspiring. It, 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 it's not just for us guys. And nope. so, so it's, it's kind of cool to see, uh, see this. So, Kate, introduce yourself. Let, 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 let our brothers and sisters know who you are. All right. Well, I am Kate Tucker. I have been doing the CNC business for a little over a year now when i say a little over a year i actually got my machine delivered the day after thanksgiving in 2021 and didn't really get to take off with it until 
um, right after like Christmas, you know, after the hustle was done. And so it's really been about a full year. I have been working very, very diligently for the past year on my machine. I feel like I've grown from just a little bit to a whole lot. Um, I will say that the CNC world is very different than my sign making business that I was in before just using vinyl and stencil. There has been a very large learning curve, but I will tell you, um, I was extremely fortunate to come across Garrett's YouTube videos in Vectric. I saw some newbies kind of pop on. Um, so I want to let you know that he has an incredible series of videos. Um, when I first met Garrett, I had to laugh because I'll just show you my little secret weapon here. I want you guys to all go get yourselves a notebook with lots of different little dividers. I know, see, he's smiling because he remembers like our first video chat. I was like, Garrett, look, I took all these notes. And look, look I literally have like pages and pages of notes from all of his, like, look at this. This is insane. That like, actually came from my videos. Huh? You did that from my videos? Yeah, look, I mean, it's all here. I, I, was, not, I was not your sole teacher, was I? No, but you were one of my very primary teachers because what I picked up on very quickly is a lot of teachers were either A, too fast, too slow, really boring, or they just didn't know what they were talking about. And so I wanted somebody really consistent that I was like, okay, I can start like learning about X, Y, and Z, and then I can progress. So I felt like that was really important to me, like to have a good foundation. And I did that six months before I even got my CNC. So I was really invested from the jump. Okay. Okay. But so, so, so you, you, so you have a, a one infinity back there. And so you picked up your machine about a year ago and mm -hmm. right. Is that right? Yep. One year. Did, did you, and you already had intentions of building business out of it at that point? Or, or were you just well, buying it because you want a new challenge? What 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 was your journey into coming up with a business with your CNC machine? So we can kind of set the foundation here in this talk. Sure. So I already had a sign business slash hobby um, that I was making. I was making big wooden signs like a lot of other makers do right now. They have that stencil film. They have the wooden frame. Um, I do have a stencil like vinyl cutter that I was using. But what I wanted to do is I noticed that the market was changing from flat stencils to like three, three dimensional stencils where people were doing a lot of laser work. And I thought, okay, well, I can get on page with the laser work, but just like anything else, that's going to phase out. So I wanted to do um, my signs. What, what I do is I have a DIY kit. Um, I have an Etsy shop and I also have a website that I do a lot of my orders on and people can order a DIY sign kit, but instead of it being that stencil, just painting it on, I thought I'm going to up the ante and I'm going to do a carved sign. So it just gives it a different feel and getting to that point has been really dicey. <laughs> okay. um, so, I won't... So... Go ahead. Okay. So you, you, you already had something in the works before crafty thing. And yeah. then, and then you got a CNC machine. And so you were, you was your idea to mold that into the business you already had. Yes. Yeah. But like I All said, right. it how, was how, more, more of, it was more of like, 
a business hobby, but I was doing a lot of paint parties and things like that. And I just noticed that everybody was kind of doing the same thing around me as far as like locations near me. Nobody is doing carved signs or carved signs with paint parties and people were loving it. The women were absolutely loving it. Um, work parties. And I would for like work parties, I would give like two or three designs and then let them pick. But for, for me, I felt like with other women, I wanted people to have that into, to be able to individualize their sign. Cause like you do a paint party and everybody says, okay, we're going to do a kitchen sign. And you're like, well, I want to go hang out with my friends, but I don't want to do a kitchen sign. I've already done 10. So I created a website and I said, go pick whatever you want and I'll make each individual person their own sign. So it's worked out beautifully. Okay. Okay. So, so you've done that. You've, th th was that before the CNC or was that after? That was after. So okay. I decided uh, to go from the flat stencil to the carve signs and then okay. it's really taken off from there. Okay. Okay. So, so when you've, you approached me six, eight months ago, right? Just somehow mm -hmm. we connected and, and, and you're trying to find your path in, in your business. And <laughs> as, uh, yeah, as we talked, I, I could quickly see that, that there was a lot of clarity that, that you were trying to find, you know, on the other hand, to put it better, you were really confused and, well, and, confused. Oh, and over, overtaxed. Um, you're working yourself to death yeah. and a, I think you kind of still are. I'm not sure. I haven't really kind of cleared that and got good traction. We're getting there. Yeah. We're, yeah. There's, there's just so much. And I really think the, the audience tonight is going to find the information that I think you and I are going to try to provide and clarify for a lot of people is you've talked about it so many times and it's so, so important. I feel like it's finally just hit me over the head having clarity in what you do and knowing what you want to do and what you want to specialize in. If you're going to have a business and to be successful, you can't just be here, there, here, there, here, there, here, there, because that's what I've done with my CNC because I've discovered these like, Oh, I can do this. And Oh, look over here. It's kind of like smoke and mirrors and everybody texts you and you're so excited about your CNC and about this new journey that you're taking and to learn the, the craft, you're like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And then before you know it, you're a year later and you're still going, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And you're not really making any progress. You're not making progress. Right. And with that, you're, yeah. all, you're also reinventing everything you're doing. You're basically starting your designs off from scratch and starting over mm -hmm. again every time. Right. Exactly. You're really, really inefficient. Um, one of the first things uh, about business is getting your niche and, and learning, <laughs> learning to say no, right? Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. What's it's hard to say no. It's so hard because you want to do it. Like as makers, like I know you're an educator and I know you're also a creator, but as like someone who has that artistic spirit, when somebody says, can you make this? And they present this like so cool image and you're like, yes, I can do it. I can do it. Like I got you. I'm your, I'm your person. And mm -hmm. it's so incredibly hard to say no. And I feel like in 2023, that's what I really want to try and focus on 
And like today I had a girlfriend of mine and she texted me and she knows I have all the tools and the shop and the whole works. And she's like, can you make me these floating shelves? And do you want to know what I said? No. no. You didn't. I you did. Didn't. I did. Oh, I danced for Kate. Yes. Yes. Okay. Are you so proud of me? Yeah. Are you so yeah. proud of me? Okay. I said so, no so, so this I is, was like, no, I have to stay focused this year. This is going to be my year to do well. I need to start implementing some of my goals. I need to start implementing some of Garrett's advice, some of my advice from like my husband and my dad, because they're both very, very business wise. And I have to start doing that. Okay. So you shared a book with me and I have been listening to it because I know a lot of us makers like to work on our, um, listen, listen on our headphones when we're doing things. And I thought it was so incredibly like, informative and it tells you about all the makers. So let me get to the book, but I will tell you really quickly while I'm thinking of it. So I listened to it yesterday or part of it yesterday. And it said that Henry Ford, everyone told him that it was impossible to, is it an um, eight cylinder chassis or not chassis, eight yep, cylinder motor? They, yep. That they could not make a cast of an eight cylinder motor. That's yes. when they could make four cylinder, six cylinder, but they didn't, the engineers didn't know how to make an eight cylinder engine. And he said, well, get, one get, to work. get to work. And he came back into them in like six months and they said, we still can't get it. It's impossible. We can't do it. And he said, okay, keep working. Get back to me when you, when you can. And it was a, an entire year later. And they finally said, we got it. We got it. And that was just that story of perseverance. And it's that whole book about all of these great people, Thomas Edison, about all the great inventors. And I was like, you know, even though we hit roadblocks, I don't want other entrepreneurs to get just tripped up on every little thing. Like, yes, we're going to have defeats. And you guys, I will show you my, my sign of shame. <laughs> I was just showing Garrett this. Okay. And this, one of this year's goals is to work with epoxy and Garrett, if you don't mind, I will show them. Do you mind? That's fine. That's fine. Robert, Robert has it. Uh, the book is thinking grow rich. It is a, yes. uh, a class. It's a classic that is, uh, written by, uh, someone named, uh, Napoleon Hill. Every entrepreneur reads that book, every entrepreneur. Uh, so one of the first things to, to mention here, Kate is, as you already know, uh, what I want to share with other people is you've, you've known from the school of hard knocks, right? We try stuff, we fail. We try, we fail. We get frustrated. Um, we want to quit, want to give up, want to throw that CNC machine out the window. Um, and um, this is a natural part of the entrepreneurial journey is because going back to what you said, you know, learning how to say no is defining your business <laughs> no business does number one the whole role of a business to generate profit right you give value to others and by virtue of that you generate profit if you're not generating profit you're not in business you're just working mm -hmm. your ass off okay yeah. and 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 the the many people i know in certain mindsets think oh you know, you're, you're in it to make money. Well, yeah, you're in it to make money because that's what 
life is. You, you, yeah. you have money, but having money gives you the ability to be comfortable. It gives you the ability to give back. Uh, it gives you the ability to help other people, right? So money is not a bad thing. And uh, I say that because I still see it a lot in, in many people that the, the first thing that, that holds them back is, is their perception of money or thinking that there's not enough of it or the idea of lack. You have to get yourself into a frame of mind of being. That's a very Looking. scarcity mindset. Yes. Yeah. You have to get yourself in a, at a it, it takes work, but retraining your thinking to be in a point where you are acting as if you are you're acting from the point that you want to be at, even though you're, 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 you're not where you want to be there mentally, you're doing things based on that perspective. Yes. Um, yes. So, um, that was the one thing I wanted to share. Uh, did that make sense too? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I uh, want to go uh, up uh, to, um, Hey, we're stopping the podcast. Have you ever had to enter your CNC router bit data into your software database manually? If you have, you know how tedious that is. One of the things that I find really frustrating with many of the CNC router bit companies is they don't supply you with the necessary information, like a database for your uh, bits. Well, IDC Woodcraft, I've solved that problem pretty much across the board for you. If you use the Vectric software, Fusion 360, Carbide Create, or CarveCo, I have a free database for you with all CNC router bits in it, and it's free. And you can get it at idcwoodcraft.com. Why would you want to do that? Well, if you have entered the information, you know how tedious it is, how many fields you have to fill in for each router bit. And you can easily make a mistake. You forget a decimal point or put in the wrong number, you can break your router bits just because you did that. And for a beginner, entering router bit data can be very tedious and is, you're very prone to making mistakes because you don't necessarily understand how this data should be entered in. So what you do is go to idcwoodcraft.com Go to the menu selection at the top where it says database downloads. You'll go to a page and there are the database downloads for you. You simply download those, follow the instructions, install it, and every single router bit that IDC Woodcraft provides, which is pretty much all the router bits you'll ever want, are populated in that database and it'll be imported right to your software. IDCwoodcraft.com. Get your database download. Save yourself the headache of trying to enter all that information. You will thank me later. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Jack in the shop, he said the year to just say no. And that's so funny that you said that because my best friend and I, we actually have like a year theme every year. So like one year, it's the year of savings to like, you know, babysit and hustle, put extra money away. Like, you know, I used to cut hair. So like do haircuts instead of paying for that. So you can pay off bills or, you know, put more money in your kid's college fund or whatever that may be. And then this year is the year to say no in business mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> for me. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, for those who have joined in uh, recently. Uh, so what we're doing is this, I'm 
Kate is a CNC sister who is uh, working on trying to build a business in CNC, and I've given her some guidance along the way over the last eight, six, eight months. And uh, so she thought it would be a good idea to, to do a live with her. And she could ask some of the questions. She's starting to get. She's starting to get down the alley. Just, you're starting, but but one of the things is the hardest thing about business. You getting successful in your CNC business. Not. I'm not just talking to you, Kate. I'm talking to whoever's watching. Yeah, is 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 the mind. Business is all about what's going on up here, and it, it it's 100 this. It, it 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 is clearly a mindset, and we have to retrain ourselves. That's why we have to go through the. Uh, we go through the, the the challenges. What many people don't do, they don't realize it, is get guidance, right? They're coming from a perspective of the consumer trying to build a business. A business yes. owner is not a consumer. You're the one that's providing the services and products to the consumer. You so, have to listen to so, the market. Yep, and it takes it. It takes it. Look, you're starting to realize that. Where do you think that that is starting to kick in with you? What 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 do you think took you to the point where you're starting to get register? Oh this, gosh, this idea that you're a different person. I feel like the struggle, the the struggle is real. Hundred percent. I've had that year, and I always said, when I said to myself. When I bought this, I told myself originally when I got the machine, I said, you have six months to learn this machine. And that's what I told myself. I said, you have six months. Well, I will tell you, the first month was a train wreck. I didn't know what I was doing, but I want you guys to know, I just want to preface this. I never have used a CNC machine before in my life. I had really no idea what it was other than the fact that I knew that it could do really cool stuff. Um, so when I started researching them, I was like, okay, we're going to take like six months off. We're going to see what I can do. I'll take some small jobs here and there, you know, to put some money towards the machine, whatever. And then here we are a year later and I've learned a lot, but I've also learned a lot about business. I'm learning how to say no. I'm learning the cost of lumber and materials versus what I had been using like that was very straightforward. I could go buy five, eight foot by four foot sheets of birch pine, cut them, paint them up, make frames, stain them and be ready to rock and roll. This CNC machine is a different animal. You have to be, you have to go through that growing process. When you first get a machine, you have to allow yourself to screw up and not just screw up, like screw up royally. And keep going. You have to, you ha just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. You can't quit. That's, that's what I want to tell like most people, because there were days I would walk into the house and my mother-in-law would be over and I'd be like, I'm going to throw that machine through the window. I'm done. I'm never going back out there. And then I walk outside after lunch and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like going back out. Like with the most somber face. And she was just, she just like die laughing. She's like, you just have a don't quit spirit. Like you don't know how to quit. And I'm like, I know because I refuse to be defeated by a machine. And I spent a lot that's, of money on it. So that, that's exactly <laughs> the spirit. You went into it with the commitment. Um, yes. But that's exactly the spirit that's going to uh, make you 
make it work. Um, so a couple of questions here. First of all, Nana asks what machine we suggest. That's out of context of what this is about uh, as to which CNC router to suggest. So um, sorry, Nana, not for this video. Uh, David. Um, mid Notice this may be covered further in this conversation, but his struggle right now is getting a product in front of the customer. For example, getting a page to the front page of Etsy using effective marketing strategies, something like uh, Spotify. What have you done to overcome these obstacles? So, so first of all, let's see you talk a little bit about this, Kate, and what, what you have tried and your journey, because we learn by other people's journeys at the same time, and then I can talk to that. Okay. So I it's, would it's, say a multiple, it's a multiple question, a multiple point question. So question. You, pick, you pick out what you think is most important in this question. Um, okay. So getting product in front of the customer. Um, I don't know if you're from a small town or a, or a large city, but my kids will tell you, even when they're with me, they're like, we don't know her. Because when I go somewhere, like even the grocery store at Meyer, or I'm like, hey, how's your day going? Like, do you like woodworking? Because I'm actually a woodworker and I have a lot of really custom cool projects. And they're just like, my kids are like, I don't know her. Because I, there's this really funny, um, like reel on Instagram. It says, you have to talk about your business if you want your business to be successful. And I hear that in my brain, like rattling around every time you have to talk about your business. I don't care if you're at a family function. I don't care. Like I said, if you're at the grocery store, if you see someone, you know, the best place to go is like Hobby Lobby, Michael's, something like that. I just wander in there and I'll see women looking around at signs. and like, hey, I can probably make that for you and a lot nicer too. Here's my card. And they're just like, oh, really? Like, well, here's kind of what I was looking for. Can you make that? I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but, there's a huge but to that. Be very intentional about your business. So, how do I say this? I'm going to eat my own words here. For the first year, that's what I did to get my name out. Because I always say, and something we learned um, in another company that I worked for was the highest compliment that you can pay me is with a referral of one of your friends or family. And so that's how I've really grown my business is a lot of referrals and a lot of custom work. And But I kind of kick myself in the mouth a little bit with that same breath because now everybody's getting to know me as, oh, she can make this. Oh, she can make that. Oh, because that's what I've done for the past year is I've really kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything. So you have to talk about your business, but if you're at a point where you're trying to push your product, I would be very intentional with what you put out there because otherwise you're just going to get like a mess of people coming at you with a hundred different ideas. So mm -hmm. you're going to have to learn to say no. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna venture off further into this question. So the David, yeah. uh, your question is a good one because everybody struggles with this. Is is um, mm -hmm. how to get a product in front of the customer? First of all, is you have to identify a product that you're gonna make and that the customer wants. 
And mm -hmm. the, the the thing that I uh, worked with Kate on for a while is you have to you have to narrow your focus, right? You have to find yourself a niche. So mm -hmm. I'll give you a great example. I'm a, I'm I'm a creator, but I make almost nothing because my business <laughs> my business is teaching you. I have to sacrifice my creating stuff so I can teach, create the videos, manage the business, uh, IDC Woodcraft, and and other things. So it's it's frustrating, right? It, it, I wish I could make more stuff, but my niche is teaching CNC, and so mm -hmm. that's where I have to put most of my attention. All right, the. Putting, getting your products in front of customers is what Kate, that's one way that Kate was talking about. The other way is to provide the value uh, to people. The value, by providing value to others. Uh, I'm not going to dive into that part in this conversation because it's a little, it can be a little tricky, but uh, providing value to people in, in ways so much so that they, they prefer to do business with you. Right now, the other thing that David talked about, you talked about Etsy, getting your, getting up on the front page of Etsy. Number one, you got to deal with the algorithms, right? They got you have to teach the algorithms, and and they have to all algorithms, Google, YouTube, um, Etsy. They all want to make sure you're in there for the long haul, right? So so your mm -hmm. stuff is not going to climb up on the front page. Number two is you need to write create. Etsy is almost strictly SEO based. What is that? Search engine optimization. Literally, what are people typing in when they're searching your that product? That is what you want in the title of the product of the of your project mm -hmm. on Etsy. So if you're making a, a carved American flag that's military, you better have a car a American flag military in the first few words of that Etsy title, and then pepper the rest of it. Uh, the title, literally, you can go really seclude it with keywords that people are searching and key phrases, all right? Not just yeah. words, because uh, you need what they call short tail phrase and long tail phrase, all right? And yeah. long tail, when people are specifically searching for that thing, you want to take advantage of that. So yeah. that's how you can get yourself pushed up on Etsy. The other thing, I always say it over and over and over again and you, when i say stage you have to pay attention to how you got your products laid out and how you're taking your pictures oh, of them yep and almost uh, what i want you to do is always compare your the look at what everybody else is doing to take see how they're doing their pictures and ask yourself what's missing how can i yep. stand out and proud Okay, I love calling out carving boards because everybody does the same exact shit on carving boards, and they're all beautiful <laughs> pictures, all beautiful carving boards. But all the pictures are all the same. Yep. Okay. You so have to do something. You have to do really. You really have to stand out. Photographs are everything. Don't underrate photos. The game on photos. I will tell you also as um, as a woman that has done a lot of signs. There are, um, if you're looking for backdrops, um, Canva has great backdrops. Um, I think it's Pixel, Pixel Bay has great like free stock photo images you can use. And then also if you want something a little bit easier to work with, if you're not like graphic design savvy, you can use, um, if you type in Etsy, um, like cutting board mock-up, 
in there, you can, it like, sometimes it'll come up with like a kitchen setting, like a nice, really nice kitchen setting. And then basically all you do is you take your cutting board and you like drop it into the photo and then there it is. It's done. Like a lot of people do that with SVGs. They'll just take it and they'll drop it into that mock-up and then they straighten it up and it looks like it's one piece and it's good. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of techniques that you can use to get your pictures and your products. The other thing on Etsy, I will say, um, I, like I said, I do have a shop on Etsy, but it's not like my number one source of income. I have my website and I actually have my website listed in my Etsy shop. And sometimes people will click on that and they'll go over there and I may have a lower price than what I do on Etsy. So that drives a little bit more business over there um, sometimes. But also with Etsy, you can raise your prices a little bit um, and then put them on sale because everybody loves a sale. Everybody also loves free shipping. So always make sure that free shipping is a part of it. Just include that price in your product and calculations. You can raise that price up and then cut it 50% off and your SEO will start showing up in front of other people, but you do have to make sure your keywords are on point. Okay. One thing I want to point out about Etsy is you uh, are, are being shown with all your competitors. Yes. Right. So, so you have to, you have to make yourself stand out. The the rule of thumb, people don't think about this and this is 100% of the time, 100% people buy out of emotion. They are triggered emotionally or have an emotional desire. And there's no ration rationale behind our purchase decisions. We just back it up with rationale. We back it up with logic. So every purchase is emotional and you want to be able to, to engage the emotions of people who are looking at your stuff, right? And this is where you got to come from your customers, the person that you're marketing to. This is why you say you have to have a niche. I say you have to have a niche because you can understand, learn what drives those people. What is their psychology? What do they think about? What makes them mm-hmm. smile? What makes them unhappy? So, um, if you don't mind, here I can kind of comment a little bit to that while you're reading okay. some of the comments. Um, so, in Garrett's comments about the niching, so for me, in my portion of life, I'm not going to really focus on like baby nursery names. Like I see a lot of Instagrammers, but if you notice in their feeds, they have little kids. So they're more geared towards like making growth charts and making, um, you know, like baby names saying signs and baby toys and things like that. For me, my portion of life, I have a 13 year old and a 15 year old and older children. So the things that I find interesting are more geared towards my interests, but I have to keep in mind of what's interested in the market plus niching down to that very specific need. So if I see something about teenagers, I'm more likely to buy that because it speaks to me. But as far as getting that niche, you really have to, figure out what you want to sell and stay within that realm because then that's what you're what you're going to get good at and you're going to be able to create a repeatable process and that repeatable process is also going to become efficient 
and effective and you're not going to be over here and over here and here and here and here. You know what I mean? Because then you're drawing these lines like this and then you're constantly, the one thing you'll notice is you're going around in a circle and you're not going anywhere. Instead of going like this, you're just going around and around. So finding that specific thing you want to make and getting it perfect is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. That That's a, a good, very good point. Um, a lot of times people give up too soon. Mm -hmm. right? they, yeah. they, they give up... Uh, they, they they bounce. They don't feel like it, it's going to work. It's not working, and so they move on to another thing, right? And and this is the hard part of business. They, one of the things they say, and if you've read, listened far enough in this book, you've heard it. Okay, we all have to pay the price. Yep. We all have to pay the price, and the price uh, it, it's hard hard to explain until you actually get there. But paying the price is is kind of you have to. It, it's changing who you are. It's surrendering. Who, who you are and new person because uh, it, it's hard to explain but uh hey my cnc brother or sister i have to stop the podcast to do a little advertisement this podcast is run by idc woodcraft and me garrett Frommy. now you know idc woodcraft is a cnc router bit company that provides cnc router bits to you for your awesome cnc router projects I want to talk to you a little bit about IDC Woodcraft and me. When I got into CNC routers, I didn't know what CNC router bits I needed and there were no companies out there telling me what I needed or how to set them up and or what the CNC router bits were for, what I need to use bits for what. That was irritating and I noticed that almost every single new CNC router owner has that problem and that is what I have strived to solve with IDC Woodcraft. With all the YouTube content I've made for you, I've made databases very convenient for you, free to get right off the website, the CNC Router Bit app. But one thing I want you to know about is behind the scenes, the CNC Router Bits themselves and what we do and what I do to ensure that you've got a top quality product in your hand. We go out and buy router bits and we don't really understand the technology behind them. And there is a lot of technology. So what I do is, number one, is I will start working with the tooling companies that I have. Now, I've got the companies, three places in the United States. They make the router bits. We sit down and, well, I will get some bits from them and then work with them and then work on modifications. I want the bits that come out of IDC Woodcraft and get into your hands to be of the highest quality and give you the best finish. So we go through a lot of testing of router bits before they even hit the, the, uh, hit the website. This is really fundamentally important because from my perspective, your CNC projects absolutely must look amazing. Otherwise, if you don't want that, go buy any router bit. This is the principle I work from. The projects we make, we are very proud of them. And the worst thing is when we got bad cuts and whatnot. And if you're a new creator and you don't understand that the router bit could actually be the problem. When it comes down to it, hear me on this one. 
The CNC machine does the moving, but it is the router bit that actually does the carving. So that is the most critical component of your entire process of designing and your machine and the wood. The CNC router bit has to be right. And that is the principle between, behind IDC Woodcraft. IDCwoodcraft.com. This is where you'll find these bits that I personally test every single one of them before I allow them to go to market. Now, I mean every single style. Of course, I don't test every single one of them. But I just wanted you to know that. IDCwoodcraft.com because your CNC router projects must absolutely look amazing. Otherwise, any bit will do. Let's get back to the podcast. Tim said it's overwhelming at times. Yes, business is overwhelming. That's why only 5 to 10% of people get into it. Um, so you feel like you're in quick quicksand sometimes. Okay, did you ever feel like you were in quicksand trying to get it going? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really didn't know what I was doing. And and the biggest thing for me was, and I, I know it's going to sound super stupid to even say it out loud because now I think about it and I'm like, why did, why was I so damn set on using Baltic birch plywood? Why was I so set on it? Use a different material. If that material is not working for you, use something different. And I've really, I guess doing a CNC I've learned to be flexible. I've learned that there's more than one type of material because I would say I'm a very type A kind of person. I like to know my process. I like to know how it's going to work, what it's going to do. And I like to have a lot of control and try to control that system because when I was doing my vinyl stencils, I had a repeatable process that was working for me very effectively. And with the CNC, that all kind of went like out the door. So quicksand was definitely in my game. Oh, hundred percent. Okay. So let's see. Uh, Okay. So Wade says he's got a pretty good business. Um, uh, And uh, okay. Yeah. And his motto when he gets overwhelmed and doesn't know what to make is, just do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you had that? Oh, Is yeah. that something you've done? Just just do something. I don't know what the hell to do. Just but do, do something. Do, do something different. Like right now, I have I have a little bit of breathing room in my um in my workload right at the moment. So we're doing some DIY on my house. Um but like I am doing all of those little like side jobs that, you know, or I may have like promised someone that I would make him a sign. Like my brother's building a new house. And so he's like, Hey, will you make me a sign? He's been asking me for a year and I'm like, Oh yeah, I need to get to that. So I'm doing little things like that, but I'm kind of going out of my boundary because I don't really work with outdoor signs. It's not really my specialty. Um, So I'm learning. What types of wood are great for outdoors? What are, you know, how do I seal it? All those little things, but all those little opportunities that, present themselves into something bigger sometimes. That That's part of the experience. But the funny thing with CNC is it, it, 
sort of business. You don't have to have that much skill. Uh, here we got a quite we got a comment here that, that caught my attention, so I'll put it up on the screen. Um, Russell got in the CNC business because you want to be self-sufficient. And now he's just gun shy. So uh, I'm kind of curious, Russell, what are you gun shy about? What are you feeling? Um, gun shy. Yeah, uh, put a comment in there. I want to know what, what, what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pull that off. And then that too, just something didn't know, but uh, not seeing a whole lot. A lot of, I'm just kind of scrolling back up and missed a few. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was doing too. Uh, let's see. Uh, how do you create and set up a website from Ryan? All right, so that's kind of outside the scope of this. Uh, and yeah. I will. I'll answer that really quickly. But but talk about uh, it because you did you build your site or you had somebody else do it? Well, I I'll so in a nutshell, um, I did try to build my own website on Shopify. I was pretty good at it. I spent a lot of nights um, up till two in the morning, like try to understanding how to code, how to try to understanding widgets, how to import, you know, this and that because all of these like smoke and mirrors. Shopify or GoDaddy or any of them, they try to make it look so simple and so easy. And it is not, it is not, it is not, um, not in my opinion. I like to think I'm pretty technical, you know, have good skills with the computer and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and, it, and it was pretty difficult for me, like uploading the images and getting all that, but getting the options for what I wanted and how I wanted them to present themselves was not easy. Um, so what I did was I actually hired a website designer and I went with him and I basically said, here's what I want. Here's how I want it to look. And we had a lot of conversations in between, but it is the best money I have ever spent. And if you're going to do anything in your business, it's investing in your branding and it's investing in your website. So it looks professional. I cannot tell you how many times I've had people say, I love your website. It's so professional. It looks so good. And then if I have an issue, I just call him up and he says, doo, 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 done. And he fixes it. Yep. Yeah. It pays to pay other people to take care of things that you, <clears throat> you aren't good at. Uh, yeah. That was one of the things I had to learn in growing the IDC Woodcraft business to uh, yeah. learn how to let other people buy or borrow other people's skill, time. Uh, abilities and what have you and we don't have to do it all ourselves it's it you're beating yourself up if you're trying to learn it all you want to get into business learn business and and pay other people to do the rest if you can't then uh then you have yeah. to do it right there's there's you have one or two things you can do starting business and it depends on you're either going to spend money or you're going to spend time right yep. money is going to pay for 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 the equipment, it's going to pay for uh, other people to do things for you. The time, if not, then you're going to have to take the time to do it. Um, um, I will. I will add to that just a little bit. So, I know what it's like to be broken business because <laughs> you have as you just paid a fortune for a CNC. You had to buy a desk boot. You had to buy bits. You had to buy all the things. I mean, give me a thumbs up here in the comments if you know what I'm saying. If you're just been broken business trying to start out and you're like, that's all great, but I can't afford 
to buy the basic stuff because this is like a side hustle for me. I'm still trying to work my full-time job and pay my bills. So what I would say is something that said to me when I had kids was it takes a village to raise kids. Well, it takes a village to build a business too. And, you know, I've had Garrett in my corner for the last eight months. He's been helping me, um, been doing some mentoring, which has been fantastic. Um, but also when I was building a website, when I was building that Shopify website and I was struggling, I like just put out a Facebook post on like my personal Facebook or I would go into like the Shopify groups and, you know, really try to maximize your social media and try to maximize, you know, look for a, it's like Etsy, look for a very specific group on Facebook, look on Google forums, look on the Shopify website, look, whatever website it is you're trying to build. There's a plethora of information out there. Look for other YouTubers. They will help you work through that. So just a little side note, if you're just getting started and don't have like a couple thousand dollars or even $500 to invest in a website, those are great resources to use. Mm. Uh, I, I've got a guy, I've said this for a while now and I'm, I'm, we're still working at it. Um, where we are working on building a, a framework for CNC here. So you just you just uh, buy the hosting and pay pay a, a monthly fee for it, something like that. We don't know how it's working yet, but we're not there yet. Working on it. Um, yeah, Jack. Uh, sorry, uh, Alps Graph Shack. Would it be better if one has multiple products to have different websites for them? Or to concentrate on only a few. Um, so, so this this goes back into the, the thing about niching, right? Um, your website should be focused around some central theme. You can have spokes or offshoots of it, right? If you're making cutting boards, you can make you can have wooden spoons or, or, or wooden cups, whatever it might be that, that you're offering as accent items to, to your main product. But if you are going, if you're, if you're going to go way on a tangent and make flags outside of your cutting boards, then, then, then we're talking about another website. Yes. Right. Cause it's a completely different, uh, completely different animal. Um, so that's my answer to that question. Uh, what do we got? <laughs> oh, there's a ghost in here. Yeah, <laughs> my door opened. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't really see anything else. So, so what? What are some of the? Uh, what are some other things that you have struggled with in your journey? Where are you at right now in your struggle in in, in trying to iron out your entrepreneurial CNC business? Where would you say you're stuck at right now? Hmm, it's kind of a loaded question. I would say really. Okay, I know this is going to sound crazy to the to the, those of you that don't know me that well, but Garrett told me a while ago, okay, this is what he said to me. How much money are your signs making you on Etsy? And I told him, I'm not going to tell you, but I told him. And he goes, take the signs down. For the love of God, take the signs down. And I said, 
but I can't. I put so much work into putting them up. I don't want to take them down because you guys know like what it is to like post a listing or something. It's a lot of work, but you know what? It's not the direction I want my business to be going. So I don't care if I have five items in my Etsy shop anymore. I'm going to take those darn DIY sign kits down because it's not what I want to, it's not where I want to take my business. It's not, I feel like in the last year I've grown so much as a person and as a business owner. And I've learned about not just making money, but what my time is worth. And I saw someone, um, they saw it was 10. He said, I'm having a difficult time putting a price on my time. What is my work time worth? And that's something I've really, really had to take to heart when Garrett told me, what is your time worth? And to me, my family is my, is my priority. They are, they're, they're always my priority. And I feel as a, as a woman, and as a mom, I feel so guilty, like when my kids get home from school and I'm not in there with them, hanging out, asking them how their day is. I'm out here hustling, trying to make these darn signs that are eating up all my time, but they're not making me a lot of revenue. And so that's where I'm at right now. And I think I'm just going to have to bite the bullet. I'm really, it's, it's like that book we were talking about. Everybody has to pay a price and my price is going to be Taking down those signs, yes, maybe taking a hit on them for a little bit. But I want to really feature my flags. I'm really good at making flags, aside from the one to two disasters that I have. And epoxy resin tables and river tables. I am really good at working with epoxy resin. And I'm really good at cultivating a culture and helping other people kind of like Garrett, a little bit of a teacher because I'm a mom, had four kids, you know, doing that kind of thing. So I think that's really where I want to take my business. I want to have a little bit more of a YouTube presence and I want to do more of what I'm really passionate about and stop screwing around with all the little stuff, if you know what I mean, and actually make my time in my shop worth the time in the shop and allow me to split that time with my kids. Okay, that, that, that was, was that, no, you did. I'm going to rephrase it. <laughs> I'm and, sorry. No, it's okay. It's uh, my brain. I just, it's, it all kind of yeah, just comes out. Yeah. So when many of us are getting into business and uh, almost everybody goes to this is we try, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to make it work. We're, we're try, 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 try. We try all kinds of shit and we keep hitting brick walls. And what you just said is uh, is important is what I would say is before you, if you're trying so really hard, stop. Mm -hmm. Think about what's really important to you and what you're passionate about in the CNC yes. space. What, what it's, if you're trying, you're trying to get the try, try, try is, is a point of what you're trying to do is you're trying to get out of something that you're uncomfortable with. Right. And that's why we're trying so hard to, to make it work because we're not happy with something inside in our lives or something like that. And it's kind of, a, I'm not explaining this too well, but what, what, what you're, what you just said is what, what's, 
what's really important to you this way step back if you're trying you want to get this business going and it's a struggle you feel like you're in quicksand mm -hmm. stop and think about what makes you feel good in doing this and start coming from that space in your heart as if you're trying to make it work if you're trying to make it work you you, you will call, keep walking in quicksand right because you're, you're just universe doesn't work that way right universe works on passion happiness um, faith trust positive attitude positive attitude we don't always we don't we don't have positive attitude all the time that's that that's that's flexible <laughs> but, but but you have to have uh, you have to have the faith and yeah. you got you got to look in your own heart first and that's where i think many people miss miss the mark they're just trying trying to make it work i got to have that money after retirement whatever maybe i got to get out of my job the problem is when you're like that you're 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 coming from a place of lack coming from a negative space and it's not comfortable so yeah. got to step back and find out what your passion is sit to some other things here that people have uh, mentioned yeah hey i want to stop this podcast for just a moment are you brand new to cnc routers if you are, then there's lots of things to learn, and you are probably one that pops all over YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube can be a pain because many YouTube creators don't really think about you, the beginner. At IDC Woodcraft, that's exactly who I think about. People who are just getting into it and really don't get the terminology, the lingo, and how to set up your projects, how to do designing, and how to run your CNC router, and do your finish work. Well, IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel is built just for those people who are asking those questions. So if that's you, you will certainly want to take a look and subscribe to the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel. I literally walk you through step-by-step step in my videos that I create for you so that you can actually understand this stuff. And I don't talk in, in technobabble. I talk at the level of a beginner. That would be you. Go ahead and sign up and sub or go to IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel and subscribe to it and start checking out the videos. I even have a list of all the videos in order, so you may want to uh, check that out as well. That will just take you right up the ladder. Down in the description, there's a link for the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel. Or just go to YouTube and search IDC Woodcraft and you'll find me there. And you and I, we will learn together. All right, back to the podcast. First, you have to sell for each hour of design in the song. Well, to, to break even, that, that depends on what you make. If, if I... Uh, you can make tough. a cutting board. You can make a cutting board and sell it for $800. Okay, the, even you just had that kind of question in your face, Kate. Uh -huh. You find you find the market that will pay that. There, are, there is there's so many different levels of markets. Okay. Yep. And the people are going to pay the the eight hundred dollars. They, they've been on this. Uh, someone that actually does that. They they make eight hundred dollar cutting boards. Right. That's Their crazy. market is people of million dollar homes. They aren't going to buy the the the, the hundred dollar cutting boards. They feel cheap buying that, right? So they're going to buy the expensive yep. stuff, right? And the, believe it or not, they're pretty much the same thing anyway, right? Maybe a little, maybe a little bit bigger, yep. a little bit thicker. Um, That's what I'm saying, kind of about like my like the river tables and stuff like that that I want to do. I have to get out of this 
market that I'm in of the people that want to buy the DIY sign kits and think, I have to think bigger. I have to keep surrounding myself with people that are like Garrett and other entrepreneur, successful entrepreneurs that are doing it and not just hear them, but actually listen to what they're saying and take it in and use the advice and use the knowledge that I've been given. So that's the, that's a tough one to take that adjustment. It Le is start learn, learning how to listen to people who've been down our road. Because right. mm -hmm. you and, have to and, admit and, that you're wrong. And that is so hard for so many people. We don't want to have to go. I was wrong. I, I have to just like, like me with the DIY kits. I, they were great as like a little hobby when I was just like doing it as like a little side hustle. But now that I'm in this business full time, I'm kind of going, is this kind of the money? Is this what I want to do? Is this, is this the mediocre kind of money that I want to be making? And the answer is no. So if the answer is no, then you have to re you have to like to answer this question from Gary a little bit. It's even knowing what you're knowing what your worth is. So how do you charge design time? So if it's a custom design, I usually charge, um, I usually charge $30 an hour for my design time. That's just me personally. I get a lot of really intricate designs that take a lot of time. And what I do personally is I set a timer. I'm very honest and transparent about my time. I write it down. I have like a little sheet and that's how I do it. If it takes me two and a half hours, it takes me two and a half hours. And then there's machine time, but you kind of get off into the weeds a little bit with this. Maybe Garrett can provide some insight, but if you're using a repeatable design, like if you're making that design over and over and over, you can't charge $30 for design time every single time for the, for that same piece, unless Garrett thinks differently. I don't know. I just don't feel right about doing that. This is, this is why I say get into a niche <clears throat> so you can have your core designs. And you can draw from those core designs That's and then you just do minor augments to them or minor changes to them to to adjust for for customers needs um yeah that's the way you get around that and what the the the, the other thing about this particular thing is number one there's two two aspects here there's the learning time which is you just we have to sacrifice the time to learn how to do this stuff so um, and, and and if you're doing a project and you're going to be learning at the same time you've got to kind of write that time off and take it as, as a learning experience and and wrap your price into the best that you can to cover your materials and a little bit of your time mm -hmm. um, so what I would do is really you want to find a market that's gone that that has high emotional value to themselves like if, if it's uh that's why I always say make them make flags make American flags they will never ever ever go out of style I've had so many people say I'm not going to make them because everybody else is making them but everybody else is making them is making money go where the money's flowing right <laughs> you know that's, yep. that's 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 ego talking everybody else is doing it so I'm not going to do it even though that's where do it differently at, right? do it differently put your own spin on it yeah. do something um, unique Put a, put a cool twist on it, and that's you got to find that though. You have, you have to find out what your twist is. Uh, let's scroll down here a little bit. Mm. Um, so let's, 
Oh, so really quick um, before you answer that one, Dennis um, Huddleston says, what is Kate's website? It's um, so my business is Rise and Shine Wood Signs. And um, it's actually HTTPS and then a semicolon backslash backslash and then Rise and Shine Wood Signs dot com. Yeah, Sorry, she's got a cool website. Rise and Shine Wood Signs. You can just Google it. It'll come. It should come right up. All right. Okay. Um, you must know your clientele. Okay, this is a good point. Uh, Thomas, he said, you must know your clientele you're trying to sell to. So, the, 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 I just want to say this. Nobody wants to be sold to, but everybody likes to buy. Okay? <laughs> just let that one sink in. No one wants, nobody wants to be sold, but everybody likes to buy. Okay? Yes. Um, but knowing your clientele, this is another reason why you want to get into a niche. You, learning about, in the beginning of this, I said, you know, business is all up here. It's it, it's all up here. And, and it's all in a mindset. It, it's all about understanding that business is not about you as a business owner. Nobody gives a shit about you. They don't care about your business. They don't care about how much time it takes to work that you that you put in your in your making your project. They care about them, and so your job is to learn what people care about, what makes them happy. So that's why your focus as a business owner is on them. That's why customer service is everything. Right? Is um, If you're in business and you're trying and trying and trying, and I got to make money, it's not going to work. It's not going to work because you're making it about you and nobody gives a shit about you. The customer cares about what they want. And so that's, that's, that's probably the biggest, hardest lesson to learn in business mm -hmm. is it's, 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 it ain't about you, you. Come, you can't come in as a paycheck. I'm getting my paycheck on Friday employee mentality. Okay, you're coming in as the person who's giving the paycheck. So something I do with a lot of my clients, because I've kind of gotten into these custom pieces that I do. And what I do is I like when you take their order, I have like a custom order sheet I created in Word and it's got my logo on it and they'll and I'll fill it all out and what I do is I say, what are your social medias? What are your, you know, get all their information and find out like, what is the best way to contact you? Do you respond to Facebook Messenger first before anything? Do you use your text messages? Um, what's the easiest way to get a hold of you? And when they usually say text message, so then I'll like text them like little sneak peeks of their piece. And I'll be like, hey, I'm thinking about like this color swatch, like this blue or this blue. What would you prefer? And so I keep them like really engaged through the process of making it. And then I'll send them like a little sneak peek pick or like a quick video, um, you know, so it just keeps them really engaged. And then they love the idea of that I'm communicating with them, not like, okay, I've paid you $500 to make me this sign. And then I'm just going to have to like hope for the best. Like I'll send them sneak peeks of like the CNC machine running and stuff like that. So, you know, they, they love stuff like that. It's all about the engagement and people will respond to that really, really well. They love being involved in the whole process. 
yeah that that's yes okay um yeah you're involving them you're involving the customers cody you're asking about i love the free ice cream story i don't remember the free ice cream story you'll have to remind me and i'll have to share it for next time brother uh okay we're at the top of the hour so we're gonna have to knock off here um, all right but uh so if there's uh anything else that uh i've Kate and I have talked and we thought about kind of doing this on a regular basis, talking uh, live and starting to talk business and uh, working on kind of guiding her to help her grow her business. And then you can go along for the ride, ask the questions. I can uh, guide them with uh, answer your questions along the way. And Kate can share her experience from her perspective and uh, we kind of take that from there. So you know, put in the comments if there was any value that you found out of this i'd like to know and what you'd like to know so we can uh, address it next time yeah. Kate, you want to uh, uh share anything uh before we knock out here um i think um i think if we continue to do kind of like these um little sessions i think it would be really fun i don't know maybe we can get some feedback from some of the folks here and let us know if you'd like to, like I said, I work on my CNC every day. Maybe talk, actually talk, talk some shop. You know, maybe there's something that Garrett can create a video on. Maybe there's something I can do to, I don't know, show you on my YouTube channel. Um, and just, you know, I'm still learning too. And I still, there's times I go back and watch Garrett's videos because I'm like, can't believe I didn't think about that. Duh. So, you know, I think it's really important to not only talk shop and talk about being a successful business, but getting into, you know, the everyday hustle and what that looks like for all of us. All right. Okay. As a wrap up, what I'm going to say is if you are trying to get in a business and it doesn't work or you feel like it doesn't work, I've said before, it's it's 100% up here. It's, up, it's how you think. And and the final thing I was going to say, it's going to slip my mind, darn it. I was holding on to it as long as I could. It is, it, 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 oh, invest in your knowledge. Invest in your time. Invest in your mind, right? I, I spent this year, 2022, I spent about $80,000 maybe a hundred thousand i don't know just that's investing in my mind right you're thinking yeah yep invest in your thinker invest in your mind right invest in your knowledge and it, yeah. it pays off okay we're gonna knock off um say bye kate everybody hasta la vista see ya There you go. You have met Kate Tucker, a CNC sister, wanting to start a CNC business, and it just wasn't working. And now you have a bit of an understanding why. If you listen to Kate, you'll hear the confusion in her words and the frustration in her feelings. These are all just signs and symptoms of not knowing what to do, not understanding what business is about, and how to build a business. The remaining episodes of this podcast are going to teach you, while I'm teaching her, 
how to build a business. So go on to the next podcast, episode two, and keep on learning. Until then, have a great day, better evening, and happy seeing and seeing.